Welcome to the official broadcast of Life Fellowship Ministries in Kima, Texas. Our mission is to develop, maintain, and model personal intimacy with Jesus Christ. Be sure to visit us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And now, join us for the Life Fellowship Experience. that we're having our chili cook-off this morning, and uh, so you're, you're probably not real hungry, so I thought I would preach for a little while. I'll let you, no. Uh, I do have a, a few things I want to share, and it's, it's really related to uh, the, the purpose that we have Fifth Sundays is to build relationships and to get to know one another and spend time together, because so often on Sunday morning we come in, and many of us are busy preparing for the service, and it's just kind of, you run in and run out kind of thing, and so Please stay with us uh, for a while and, and have some great chili and, and get, spend some time with, with one another because that's the purpose of, of the fifth Sundays. And uh, so let me share a couple of things. I want to, uh, uh, my, my first slide really, I guess, is, is relationships. This thing is all about relationships. Uh, Christ came to build relationships and that we would have relationships with one another. And in uh, Philippians 2, Paul is writing to the church in Philippi, which is in modern-day, the location would be in modern-day Greece now. And he's, he's teaching the early church about relationships. He's talking about loving one another. He's talking about serving one another. And in Philippians 2, 1 through 5, in verse 1, he says, Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? There should be. Because we have this relationship where we can call upon the Lord when we're, when we're having challenges. And the word says, David, King David said he encouraged himself in the Lord. And so when we need some encouragement, we can go to the Lord and say, God, I, can you encourage me? Can you strengthen me for this task or whatever's going on? And then he continues, is there any comfort from his love? And so we know that when we come into his presence and when we spend time with the Lord, that there's comfort there. There's the peace of God uh, that he writes about in Philippians 4, the peace of God that passes all understanding, that guards our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And so there's comfort in this relationship. There's encouragement and there's comfort. And then he continues on, is there any fellowship together in the Spirit? And so when we come together, we're worshiping and we're spending time together. We're fellowshipping and the Spirit of God is here encouraging us and strengthening us. Are your hearts tender and compassionate? So God is doing a work in our hearts and lives because it's all about love. It's about Him pouring into us and filling us to overflowing with His love. So there should be great love and compassion that we have for others. And then he says in verse 2, Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working together with one mind and purpose. With one mind and purpose. So my first point this, this morning is love each other and work together with one mind having one purpose. And so uh, all the things that took place this week to prepare for the chili cook-off, getting everything ready, we, we thought it was going to rain, so we prepared some rooms. And, you know, it took a lot of people working together. And so that's, and, and Jason talked about it this morning, about, about coming together as the body of Christ, that we work together because we have one mind and one purpose to build the kingdom, to grow in this relationship with him, and then grow in relationship with one another. Romans 12, 9 and 10. Don't just pretend to love others. Ha! Have you ever done that? Come on, I know you have. We all have. 
Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. And this takes the Spirit of God working in our hearts and lives because we're born pretty selfish. It's all about us. Sometimes it's still all about us, right? And so Paul is writing to the church in Rome, and he's saying, don't just pretend. Really love one another. And so that's why I've encouraged us to pray sometimes that God will help us to love others the way that he loves them and the way that he loves us because I think this is a supernatural thing that God does in our hearts and lives that we really love one another. We don't just talk about it or we don't just pretend. He goes on to say, hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. So we're to hate the things that God hates. We don't hate people, but we hate things that are sinful. We, we don't partake in those things, but we love people and we hold on to the things that are good. And, and so we know what those things are as we read the Word of God. God has set boundaries and He says, if you stay within these boundaries, it's good. Stay within these boundaries. He goes on to write in, in verse 10, love each other with genuine affection and take delight Take delight in honoring one another. Do you take delight when you honor, when you esteem others, when you lift them up, when you encourage them? We should be doing that. In in the New American Standard Bible, it says, Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Give preference to one another in honor. So are we loving one another? Are we preferring one another? Are Are we lifting and esteeming and encouraging one another? I want to go to John 13, 34, and 35. Jesus is talking to his disciples right before he was about to be betrayed by Judas. And he says in verse 34, So now I'm giving you a new commandment, love each other. But that's not the new commandment. The commandment was always to love one another. Here's the new commandment, that love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. And how much does Christ love us? He went to the cross and paid for all of our sins. He was telling them right before he was betrayed by Judas. He knew he was going to the cross, and he's saying, love one another. Like I am about to demonstrate my love for you, I want you to demonstrate that to each other and to the world. Love one another. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Then he says in in 35, your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. You want to prove that you're a disciple of Christ? We need to love. We need to love one another. Each of my points today talk about love. So my first point is love each other and work together with one mind having one purpose. The second point is love one another and prefer others. And so when we come together, when we fellowship together, when we have Fifth Sundays... Okay, I know the Cowboys are playing at noon and the Texans are playing at noon, but can you hang around for a little while because you prefer spending time with one another? You're still going to make it home in time for the game, okay? Uh, later, Later on, Jesus is talking about all disciples who will believe in him through this good news and this message that he was giving to these disciples and as these disciples were going out, Jesus is talking about those that would believe the message that they take. Hmm, who could that be? That would be us. 
we are those that believe the message that the disciples sent out. So in John 17, 23, he says, I am in them and you are in me. I am in them and you and I'm sorry, let me start over. I am in them and you are in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. How can we live together and truly love one another? How can we work together and live together in perfect unity? I think that's a supernatural thing that God does in our lives. Because sometimes it's hard enough just to get along with your spouse or your family, right? (laughs) Let's be honest here. (laughs) I'm not looking over there. And so God does a supernatural thing in us where he places this love in us and where, where we bec- become more uh, selfless instead of selfish, that we begin to really love one another. That's a supernatural thing. Let's go back to Philippians 2.3. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. So let me ask you, not to answer out loud, but to, to take inventory, to take stock of your life. Are you honoring others? Are you thinking of others ahead of yourselves? Okay, let's look at my three points again. Let's uh, love each other and work together with one mind having one purpose. Okay, the second point is love each other and prefer others. The third point is love each other and demonstrate humility. <laughs> Philippians 2, let's go back to 2.2. Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working together with one mind and purpose. Verse 3, don't be selfish, don't try to impress others, be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Verse 4, don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. So are you taking time to find out what others' interests are? Or is it always all about me and sharing what I'm doing and what's going on in my life? Verse 5, you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. There it is right there. What's your attitude? Is it about him? Is it about serving him? Is it about yielding to him? Is it about being a vessel that he can pour through and work through? Where, you're, where we're totally yielded to him and saying, God, whatever you want to do through my life, I will yield. Because sometimes it's not always what we want, and I know you know that. We don't always get what we want. But as we follow his purpose and plan, he works through our lives in tremendous ways to touch and change our lives, but also the lives of others. And then in Hebrews 10, 23 through 25, Jason stole my scriptures again. It says, let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm for God can be trusted to keep his promise. What are the promises that he's told you? And I'm not just talking about eternal salvation, forgiveness of sins and things like that. But many of you, God has spoken promises to. He is faithful to keep his promise. And so we shouldn't be looking at the circumstances we should be looking at him and his word and what he's promised us. So we hold, uh, we hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. Verse 24, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Let us think of ways to motivate one another 
to acts of love and good works. So we have, we have an opportunity to encourage one another. And maybe somebody's uh, got a gifting. You see a strong gifting in, in a certain area in their life, and, and, and God gives you a, a, an idea. And you say, hey, have you ever thought about this? Or maybe somebody's talking to you about their business or a, a situation at work, and, and God will begin to give you creative ideas and say, hey, what about this? Instead of looking at it like this, instead of you know, getting upset with your boss or your coworker, maybe pray for them. Maybe honor them. Maybe love them. Because that person that's difficult to get along with may be really hurting inside. And so they're like a, a cactus. Anybody that gets near them, they, they stick them. But if we could look past the exterior and begin to love that person and encourage that person and, and reach out to them. I can tell you stories, and I've told you stories about how people were caustic. And, and as I would begin to get over myself and my emotions and begin to reach out and love to them, their hearts would be broken because they were broken inside, and this was just an exterior. What if we could love people like that? What if we were so transformed? What if we were so healthy and whole and not so wounded that we could actually reach out to people that were mean to us or rude to us without reacting but responding in love? What would this world look like? What would our workplace look like? What would our neighborhoods look like? What would our communities look like? If we could really grasp this and yield our hearts and lives to him and let him do this transformation process in our hearts and lives where we don't just talk about loving people, we really love people. <sighs> let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. So when we come together, that's why, this is why the local church is so vitally important, that we come together for encouragement and strength. We're taught the word of God, and, and we get it down in us, and then we can go and share the word of God with others. More importantly, we can share the love of Christ as we are transformed. So my first point this morning was love each other and work together with one mind having one purpose. And that purpose would be his purpose, not our own selfish purposes. Love each other and prefer others. I don't really like that movie, but I'll go see it with my wife. You know, all those Marvel cartoon movie things. I don't really care for those, but she likes them. So I'll go watch Aquaman. <laughs> Uh, love each other <laughs> love love each other and demonstrate humility the word says as we humble ourselves we will be exalted as we exalt ourselves we will be humbled and i've seen that happen in my own life when i begin to serve my boss like i would want to be served if i were in his position when i begin to serve my pastor as, as I would want to be served and treated if I were in that position. God began to elevate me because there's, a, there's a, a truth here that we need to get as we humble ourselves. But, you know, it comes back to this, this healing in our own lives. What causes people to be arrogant and, and prideful? Many times it's woundedness. And so when you see somebody that's arrogant or prideful, maybe they're really wounded. 
And they've been taught that they'll never amount to anything. And so they're trying to prove themselves and elevate themselves. When what they really need is love. Somebody to come along and say, hey, listen, I love you. I love you. Not because you're performing what you do or don't do. I just love you. You may not like some of the things that they do, but they, they may be reacting and responding out of hurt and woundedness. But maybe God has placed you in their life to make a difference, to share the hope and the love of Christ with them that will change their life. A word from God can change someone's destiny. So when someone comes up and gives you an encouraging word, when somebody gives you a prophetic word, it can change your destiny. And so I want to do something this morning. I want us to pray. And uh, I want you to ask the Lord if there's somebody in this room, or it could be you know somebody in your neighborhood, that he has a word of encouragement for that he wants you to give to them. Listen, we have the Holy Spirit living in us as Christians, right? And so God can speak to us. And I, I, I can't tell you the number of words, encouraging words that I've gotten from other people where somebody will come up and say, hey, you know what, I feel like the Lord just wants, wants to give you a hug. Or I feel like the Lord has, has this that, that he wants me to share with you. I remember, and I've, I've told you this story before, where I, at our home church in Corpus Christi, I was walking down the aisle, and I felt like the Lord was saying, stop and hug this lady. And I just stopped. And I went over and gave her a hug. And then I just proceeded right on down the aisle to my seat. And I sat down and she told me some time later, I think it may have even been months or years later, she said, you know, Mark, I was there and I really needed a hug. And I said, God, would you hug me? And it was at that very moment where you stopped and you turned and you gave me a hug. That was an answer to prayer for me. And that's what God will do. God will use us to bring encouragement and, and strength and love to others. If we will be sensitive and just obey what he's asked us to do. We've been going through this series, Becoming Mature Believers, and we've talked about the gifts of the Spirit. We've talked about love. We've talked about demonstrating love. And so now here's another opportunity that I want us to take just a couple of minutes and just say, Lord, is there something that you want me to say to someone today? Maybe an encouraging word or just a hug or whatever. So let's take a couple of minutes, and when I come back up, we're going to do that, okay? So just take a couple of minutes and say, Lord, what are you speaking to me this morning? Thank you for tuning into our broadcast. For more information, be sure to find us at our website at www.lifefellowship.me or call us at 832-864-2800. Have a great week and remember to live it. God bless you.